Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. I am going to be resurrecting Vasrapur um, from the ground up completely. Um, I started this back in 2014, if you can believe it, back in August, bringing us almost full circle. And my original podcast had almost 600 plays, which I had no idea. Literally just uh, recovered my account. And I got a new microphone, kind of want to put it through the paces, so I want to kind of see where this leads. Uh, Thank you to the subreddit for Ultima Online. Uh, You guys were great. I did a post just trying to, you know, gauge interest levels and got a great enough response, and I'm recording this right now. So, um, awesome. So I want to take the opportunity to introduce myself. I played UO way back in the day, pre-Pub 16, of course. Um, But back when I played, I probably was, I'm going to say between 13 and 15 in age. And that was my first, you know, MMO for sure. And it introduced me to a lot of um, toxic things, a lot of great things. Um, a couple friendships that are, have been, you know, awesome. Uh, there's just been so much to it that, um, uh, I really think there's so much, there's just so much to talk about. So we're going to do this one episode at a time. Um, I played on OSI on the Sonoma Shard. My primary character was Bala and he was a fencer thief and gosh, I wish I had screenshots from back in the day, you know, or, or clips. It was just, it was so hard to do back then. You needed uh, very nice equipment compared to what you need now to do that. But um, I played all the way up till after Age of Shadows. I played a little bit of Age of Shadows and then um, just fizzled out. Uh, didn't like it. But Sonoma was probably a very underrated chart. It was a smaller one. It wasn't huge. Um, Friday night, you know, Bucks Den Gate, it was the same people there. It was awesome. Absolutely loved it. Um, And I want this episode to mainly focus on why is UO relevant in 2020? Why are people still talking about it? Why does it still have a cult following? Um, I truly believe the MMO industry, even right now, I'm looking back six years later, we've gone nowhere. Um, WoW is still around. They're releasing a new expansion, which is the same recycled garbage as usual. There's nothing exciting. Um, We have seen WoW Classic, which I never thought we would see. Um, That was really interesting. I was very much hoping... EA, Mythic, whoever it is now, was paying attention to that. Um, but that's definitely good for the industry in terms of UO, because <laughs> I'm still hoping for a uh, historical shard, official one to come out. But I want to go over a few things of why I think UO is just hands down the best, still is the best. I'm, I'm going to say a huge one that most people agree with is housing and the instancing, if you will, of the world. 
so I played um, all the all the MMOs. You name them. I played EverQuest two very heavily. But when you zone to load something, you need zone to load into a house to another world. It breaks immersion. And what I mean by that is in UO, there's no there were server lines right. But there was no like, oh, I'm waiting 20 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever it is for something to load. That didn't occur. It didn't exist. So for us that I grew up on UO, that's a very weird thing. And, you know, UO came out in 97 and no one else has really done it like that in terms of the scale of UO, in my opinion. But... I really, I really think housing is one of the, I think I would, I would say why people stick around UO today, that they have housing from the 90s, <laughs> you know, that they can still decorate, they still own. I mean, that that's a huge part of, uh, you know, people's lives and, and it's stuck with them. And I and I think the last estimates of UO's population was still at least fifty to hundred k subscribers. Now I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I don't. I don't even think there's an official uh, statistic on that. But that's what I kind of understand. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true. Maybe it's very much so in, in the lower tier. But I mean, clearly. This game is still profitable in some regard. I mean, there's no no doubt. Um, but the other thing that I think UO offers is a very hardcore, high-risk, high-reward um, world where, you know, you need to go ahead and harvest, you know, ingots or wood or you have to go fishing. You have to do that. Now, I'm talking pre-trammel. <laughs> so let's be clear that you go out to adventure to do that. There's risk involved. Someone could kill you. You know, you could die. A monster could kill you. There's so many elements to this game. But when you pull it off and you don't die, you avoid the PK you harvest whatever it is you need to, you know, gather whatever resource it is, there's high reward to that. And I think that's sorely missed in these MMOs today because all the MMOs, in my opinion, are WoW clones or damn near close, right? Where UO sat in its own category for quite a while and still does today. Um, I think... UO, unfortunately, is still in a very, you know, I believe it's broad sword now that does development. Um, and yes, I am researching that as we kind of talk about this. Yes, so broad sword took over, but, you know, we're still talking very low, probably developers, probably a handful if I had to guess, you know, and not much support for it. And, you know, pretty, pretty sad, uh, in my opinion, they could do so much more with it. But, um, you know, UO still has not conceptually, to me, um, been challenged. Um, I haven't played a game. Now I get there is a factor to UO where 
I'm not going to find a game that hit me like UO did. I just want to admit that to everyone. And I think people listening to this need to admit that to themselves too. <laughs> you know, now I'm older, I have a family. I'm not going to get that same experience and that's okay. But companies have to realize this market is still out there and profitable. Um, the New World MMO, you guys may have heard about from Amazon. I played the early access or, I don't know, closed beta, alpha, whatever it was. And that really interested me. I really enjoyed it because the PvP, I, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. And then all of a sudden they turn courses and they're going more PvE, train wreck, and it's delayed now, right? Shocking. But I think these hardcore PvP games still have value and people want to play them. Um, there's a misconception that, oh, it's open world, PvP anywhere, you're going to get ganked 24-7, right? Huge misconception. Are there going to be griefers? Oh, you better believe it, right? Absolutely, they're going to be griefers, but your game and or world should be big enough where, you know, okay, if I go to, you know, Brit, it's pretty safe. I'll be okay there. I can harvest a little bit in the city, go to the outer rent, or I can go to like Jellum or another city way far out there. No one's there. But if I go to Buck's Den, yeah, it's, there's no guards or whatever. Me personally, I, I did not play when there were no guards. When I played, there were guards in the, in the cities. So just to give you guys a time frame. And there were already mounts and stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of where I started. I, I did like the guard system. I think it was the best, like, you know, non-hand-holding system there was. Because you could still attack people. Guards would be called. But you could still, you know, get three flame strikes <laughs> going and just annihilate someone. Um, fun stuff like that, right? And the, and the thieving, um, I would say stealing has never been done in the MMO like UO. Just plain and simple. Never been done. Um, there's a guy, Trammy Surprise, and I would love to get him on this podcast. And that's what I'm working, angling, growing this and getting people on here. Seeing his YouTube videos, which check him out on YouTube awesome guy that I know I've talked to personally a few times and been nothing but a nice stand-up guy seeing his thief videos like it brought back such memories of stealing from people running setting up you know getting the big score all while you're in this MMO RP universe is, is crazy and hard to fathom for most people that have played WoW when they grew up you know because it, it's really funny, WoW Classic release, and people are like, man, this is hard. This is how... But that's how it was. Even WoW Classic fans would still appreciate UO because it was grueling. You know, back when I played, I even my Thief, God, I don't think I was even GM uh, for my thievery. I'm <laughs> pretty sure I was in the high... 80s 90s ish uh snooping was 100 of course but hiding 100 but you know no one it was very rare to see someone seven times gm of course that's back then you know 
um, which uh, that was just it was so much fun because it wasn't about end game max skills to have fun or be relevant. Didn't need it. Even in today's UO, and I'm going to talk more free shards, right? Because these are the older rule sets. You know, you still don't need to be seven. Now, seven times GM, of course, that is much easier to obtain now, even on free shards. Some you can buy your way there, but you can macro it off in a couple of days and be set for, and I'm, I'm going to generalize here for a lot of the skills, right? Taming and stuff, sure. Some of that stuff's a little bit more of a grind, but in general, it, it's much easier. Um, so I, I hope people, you know, really respect the experience that we have and continue to have. Um, now, touching back on why you are so awesome, I will just say, and even on my Reddit post, the I think everyone in UO is GM and trash talking. Because let me tell you, I love trash talking people. I love killing someone, spamming them, you know, talking crap. I absolutely love it. One of my main drivers in a game, and, and and this is funny, I'm sure it's many others people too, but knowing someone else is behind that computer getting frustrated because you are outplaying them, you have, you know, outmaneuvered them, you have better skills, you have better gear, that I love. And the cherry on top for you is, oh, by the way, I stole all your crap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that to me... Is just an experience. It's hard to explain how good that makes you feel, period. And I will say in UO, um, the PvP scene, I mean, it is just dripping like with toxic people. And I love every second of it. I don't know what it is, um, but I just love seeing how people get so passionate about it. And like I said, I've never seen this. I play... Currently, I play a lot of Battle Royale type games and I've never seen, you know, I may see a stupid comment here and there, but I'm like, man, these kids have it easy. I remember getting res killed and people like, hey, man, you know, I'm going to res kill your mom next. (laughs) Just outrageous comments that I was just like, man, you know, screw this guy. I'm going to come back and get him, you know, and that that right there. And I guess that's my mindset on why open PVP works for me is I'll mentally say, okay, I got you. I'm going to come back and I'm going to do the same damn thing to you a hundred more times over and piss you off. You know, (laughs) that stuff uh, I just, I love. And, and like I said, even in my Reddit posts, there was still UO drama and, and guys, I love it. Keep it coming. Um, If you go to any, I mean, literally Go to any Discord, go to any forum, just click the PvP section, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Again, guys, I love it. It, It's so awesome to see people so hot, bothered, pumped up, I'm the best PvP or you suck. That has not changed since 1997. You know, name another game that's been around that long that that still exists. You know, I don't know of any. (laughs) Um, so yeah, to me, PVP is just a reason why UO still stands. And I will say, I believe current, you know, player counts are still, I would say five to 10 K collectively. 
all the free shards combined. You know, that, that's my estimate. I don't know if that's true or not. Someone can fact check me, but um, I feel like that's kind of where we are for, for the free shards, which is still on some of these populated servers. Um, that's a lot of people. That's enough people that you enjoy yourself. Because I remember on Sonoma, yeah, I, I remember maybe 20 to 30 people that I saw all the time. You know, obviously there were thousands more, but my point is you don't need that many people to fill um, the UO world um, to make it feel alive. Because I think, like, it, it, was, it was weird to say, and this will be another reason why UO is so awesome, the chat system. I don't even remember caring or talking about NPCs and UO. I bought skills from them. You sold stuff to them, but it was the people that made this game feel alive. And now we've 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 shifted in the MMO world to these on-rail systems. Okay, I talk to Bob. Bob gives me a quest. I kill eight bunnies. I come back and Bob gives me a reward, right? It's been done so many times. It, it, it's mind-numbingly boring, right? Um, UO, it was just your skills. It was it was a such a wild and cool concept that still works today. I, I love the skill based system. I mean, uh, just I I I find it so like user friendly, and it just makes sense to me. I'm training my swords so I'm better at wielding a sword. <laughs> my skill should go up, right? Instead of this level system. Or I've reached max level, right? Because conceptually, it makes sense that your skill increases on whatever activity you're doing. Not, oh, I've fished for five days, now I'm max level. You know what I'm saying? It just, it feels clunky to me. Coming from UO, it feels very clunky. And I don't know why, but um, no one really tried to replicate UO. There have been... And I believe it's Albion, or, or I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Albion online. Um, that one tried to replicate UO hardcore. I didn't really like it. I tried it. Uh, it wasn't really my, my style in terms of artwork. Um, but that one I don't think really did too well. Um, that This is going to be another reason. The artwork. UO, gosh, probably had the most simplistic, still does, graphics I have ever seen and I love it <laughs> you know maybe this is the old get off my lawn I'm old now and and I I can't think past you know my previous experiences no UO's artwork was awesome it had customized you know sprites for clothes whatever it worked and even in 2020 it still works you know, they released the enhanced client finally. I don't even know. I'm not even sure when that released. I'd have to probably look that up. But that was great. Um, enhanced, okay. The enhanced client, it looks like, used to be called the Kingdom Reborn client. I remember that because that was like the third Dawn 3D client. And they finally released the enhanced client, which gave life to this MMO for some newer people used to better graphics, Right. But I, I want to be clear, and I think a lot of people are going to be agreeing with me as they listen to this. Graphics do not make the gameplay. And, you know, literally 
what I mean by that is just going on Twitch, right? Looking at the most watched games, Minecraft, <laughs> right? We're not talking high graphics at all, right? People are watching a crap ton of Minecraft. Um, the other one that I wanted to touch on that's very relevant, and I'm looking for it now, um, is uh, there, there's other games that are not graphically as intensive. Okay, and it just came to me. RuneScape. Old school RuneScape. I mean, that has a huge following, right? Um, and just, just to give you guys some live stats, Minecraft has 100,000 viewers, right? Um, old school RuneScape still has 10,000 viewers right now. And this is during the day, sure. I mean, so you can't tell me that it's graphics or, you know, this. It's all excuses. And, and I think UO excelled in so many ways that we, as people that played it, were just straight up spoiled, right? I mean, I, think, I feel like all these MMOs, these developers rather, have pissed so much money away trying to cl like clone WoW that there's not much left in the pot for UO type games. There's just not. Um, we, we saw Garriott come out with uh, Shroud of the Avatar. You know, I'm still... Uh, the, the development of it has taken way too long, and I'm still on the fence about it. I played it way back. It, it was okay, but it's just... I don't know. It's not speaking to me. So I don't, you guys can let me know what you think, but that really encompasses what, you know, I feel like makes UO very special. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is basically housing customization is like something we've, we've never seen before. Um, and I think the fact that you could create like an aquarium, a piano, um, in the housing system is just, it, it's unparalleled. So you literally had people that would literally just play the game to decorate their house, which I know tons of people love it. I was exceptionally bad at it. Um, I was extremely disorganized. It, it was a train wreck, but I loved it. Um, <laughs> so it, it was my train wreck, right? But I remember you know, walking into people's houses and you're like, wow, you could show off, you know, a rare item or, you know, I used to show off my vanquishing weapons, you know, of every kind. Um, un unmatched today. You just cannot find it. And again, with the instancing, you know, like EverQuest 2, you had a house, but it felt very insignificant because you had to zone into it. Someone else would have to zone in to see your house. No one ever used it. It was useless. It was trash. Let's just call it what it is. Um, the other thing attached to housing that UO did phenomenally was the vendor system. I mean, wow. You know, you could set up a vendor, sell items for a price. I mean, it, it, it's so exceedingly simple that you often question, why hasn't another game done this? And don't give me the auction house garbage because that's not immersive at all. 
because you look at WoW or whatever, and you got a thousand people sitting in the auctioneer, you know, playing eBay.com. Not interested, right? Just not interested. The immersion was you had vendors that sold certain things and you went back to that vendor to check it. And then you would try to find the owner of said vendor. Hey, man, I need, um, you know, some halberds made or some plate armor. Do you have any or can I stop by later to pick some up? That to me is really what, you know, we are looking for. And I, well, let me say I'm looking for. You guys can let me know if I'm off base or not. But that is another reason why UO is crazy. Like it's just, it makes sense. And I think um, the in OSI right now, uh, Broadsword, I guess, maybe not OSI, but on production, um, they have a way to search all the inventory, all the vendors now, I believe. You could search for that, which is, that's really cool. You know, maybe there's some API hook or whatever that ties in and you can search the items and find out where they are. Great. It's 2020. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> we, we are innovating. You know, that's awesome. But, you know, I, I still have not seen another game pull this off. Um, and, I, and I even remember, <clears throat> you know, talking to Gary at, um, you know, looking at his, you know, posts and interviews, they never expected this. So this was just something they conceptualized, you know, and just tried it out and it worked. Um, now, I will say, I think the hardcore nature of this game, though, is a big turnoff to perhaps a lot of people, you know, that because I've heard this take on it, too. We're older now. We have jobs. We have families true like i can't play from saturday morning 9 a.m to 5 p.m <laughs> like when i was you know in middle school and high school but i still can play at night for a few hours do a dungeon run level up this i i think that excuse is very tired and i i think all today's age is it's it's different you know time management where you know now I have other things to do, responsibilities. I just have less time to play, so I need to make sure whatever I am doing, right, is important to me and it's fun. <laughs> um, so, you know, that that's my take on, you know, people nowadays aren't ready for it or whatever. We are, and we're willing to pay, for sure. There's no doubt. Um, uh, what I want to do as well is I want to do another look at free shards, similar to what I did in my second episode. Um, I won't do that um, for the next, you know, episode at all because um, I'm going to kind of change it up here. But that's something I want to address as well. Um, I also want to get some ideas from you guys. Um, you know, I'm definitely not the all-knowing, you know, UO guy by a long shot, but I kind of need some ideas on what is the content you guys, you know, want to hear me talk about, you know. Um, is it old stories, um, more newer stuff? Um, I, I really do think there's some value in, in me firing up UO and streaming it for the first time. Like just, Hey, create a character and I'm doing this over again. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, I, I really think I'm going to do that at some point. Um, I think that would be really fun. Uh, just kind of relive it if you will. But yeah, definitely send me, you know, send me your ideas for content, 
for, you know, potential, maybe even people to interview or you just have a conversation. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, formal or anything crazy. Um, but I'll put the link to my contact, but it's Ultima Online Podcast at gmail.com. That email's been around since 2014. It still exists, believe it or not. And uh, I get email on there all the time. So send me a message there. Um, but we'll keep, we'll keep diving into, uh, I want to wrap, you know, kind of this up with some, with some closing thoughts on UO. It meant like so much to me, um, just when I was younger, because it offered me an escape, you know, from the real world. It gave me a sense of accomplishment though, too, where, you know, no one, and, and I think a lot of people may agree, there were no handouts in UO. There was no achievements. Oh, you got the first? No. You know, there were rares. Um, you had to find out through the grapevine, research. Because, you know, back then, we had ICQ, which I'm trying to remember. I don't think ICQ had chat rooms on its... When I used it, 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 I mean, it may it may have, I don't know, but that's what we used, you know. And I think it's still used today. I did recover my ICQ account years ago just for fun, and just seeing the thousands of UO names I had over the years was just so much fun. But um, but yeah, that that was you know the primary communication tool. So there wasn't as much information as there is now, for sure. Um, I do remember, gosh, you know, and I'm going to have to, I'll look it up while I'm talking about it. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Ask Chopper. <laughs> um, that was a UO site where he had like exploits for UO, uh, bugs and stuff, but you had to like, I think you had to pay for it back then. And I know I couldn't afford it as a kid. Um, that was so much fun. I don't think the website's up. I was looking for it. I don't see it. Um, but that was super fun, you know, to like look at and, uh, it was like, you know, dupes and stuff. I don't, you know, someone, I want someone to tell me in research cause I don't remember. I, I honestly don't remember how much was it? Did you have to pay per month for access to ask chopper? Like the premium section? I don't even remember one of the first like monetized models I, I remember seeing, but that, that was so much fun. Gosh. Um, the other site too was uh, Stratix. That was uh, that was a blast. I, I mean, you researched everything on that website. That I know that site's still up. Um, but I was a hardcore treasure hunter, and gosh, I could probably do a just an episode all on treasure hunting. How awesome that is, and something that you know you don't get today by far. Um, and. I, th I think the other thing too that that's worth noting is I really miss the GM and the counselor program they had. Um, that I think set this game apart. Um, I, and I and I believe there are people on Reddit and probably people that are listening and, and are going to be listening to this podcast that were counselors or GMs and what those were were uh, and. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but the counselors helped out with people that needed, you know, help with something, I believe, not working right, or it was more of your, you were basically live chat support, but in game. 
I believe, from what I recall. And it was so cool because I believe, I believe the counselors volunteered their time and there ended up being a lawsuit that they didn't get paid or something. And that's what killed the program. And I'm doing this off the top of my head without the power of Google. So someone can, you know, let me know um, about that. But I'm pretty sure that's what happened to that program. But it was so cool because instead of opening a ticket or whatever, there's people live in the game that answered your questions. It was just awesome. And the GMs, of course, were the higher tier that could, you know, ban, jail people, you know, this player is, has a harassing name, whatever. I think they handled all those requests. But it was just such a concept that was so ahead of its time, right? I mean, even WoW today, there are GMs in the game, but they're not as, you know, interactive or accessible as UO. Or UO, you would see, oh, <clears throat> you know, there's a counselor, I think... I'm pretty sure they were in blue robes. I almost remember that. I don't remember the GMs, what robe they have. I'm pretty sure counselors were in blue robes. But um, it was just cool seeing them. You know, oh, that's a counselor. He's here to help, right? And again, the crazy thing is these is people would volunteer their time. That's how much people love this game and still love this game. I mean, you know, you look at even the, the UO subreddit i believe they're at like 5k members if i recall i'll have to check no okay 5.4k members i mean that alone says something and this was that was created in 2009 i mean that's a lot of people you know and i and i've been following the subreddit you know a bit and i see posts every week just starting back or hey trying this out again like that, that to me tells me people still have a desperation for a UO type game. And I don't know what it's going to take, you know, for either one, a company to come out with a UO two, right? Or would, you know, Broadsword just release a classic shard? Um, because you know, I don't want to go into this tangent too far, but the problem with free shards is it is free to play. However, a lot of these shards monetize, whether that's day one or day a thousand money comes into play at some point, cosmetics, whatever. It's a cash shop, you know, type deal, which fine, but I don't want to see people in neon crap running around everywhere. It just turns into bit. So there's a fine line to me. Like I get it's free and their time to develop it isn't, but you know, there, there should be some medium in between. If you want to give someone a special robe, a hat, a rare, they can, you know, show off fine, whatever. Right. Sure. But, um, that's, that's another topic for another time, but you know, it is amazing how many people, you know, come back to UO. And and recently, I've seen a lot more, um, and, and I'm basing this off the of subreddit, by the way, a lot more higher quality videos of people coming out with content. And that's what's kind of driving me to do this is, is I really feel with the MMO market in, I'm just going to say in the dumps, <laughs> 
and so stagnant that UO is just as relevant as it was in 2014, the last time I talked to you guys, and before that. It's very relevant. And, you know, it's just, it truly is amazing how far we've, we have come, you know, from our humble beginnings to now, where, you know, this still has so big of a cult following, I can't even understand it. There's just certain things. I remember, gosh, someone mentioned this. I'm a newbie. <laughs> there was a post and I'm laughing because someone said, oh, who is that? And the UO in me, you know, the toxic UO player was like, oh, what an idiot, noob, get off my server type deal. But in my back of my head, I'm like, wow, I feel bad. Why I say that is that was such a special time to be in UO that the only person, you know, that has done it like he has, has been Trammy Surprise with some of the thieving content. And I think someone linked the I'm a newbie website. Uh, I'm going to look it up on the fly here. Yeah. Wow. He's still, that site is still active. Um, and that, that was, yeah, it's still up. Wow. And I'm going to read this. The I'm a newbie tunes were mostly created in a time when 800 by 600 was the average monitor resolution. And yeah, it was. And let me tell you, real talk, a CRT monitor, even to this day, looks better than some of these cheap LCD panels. Changed my mind, but I know that's a fact. Those CRTs were... were a real crappy business model because they never broke and they looked amazing. <laughs> Whereas today, you know, the monitor I get will maybe last me two years and I'm okay. I'm cycling it out, whatever. Right. But check that out. I'm a newbie.com and they have the original tunes from back in the day. Um, I think you guys would really enjoy if you've never heard of it or seen it, check that out. That that's a real special thing for you. Oh, um, and I, and I do remember, um, and this will just be kind of a closing anecdote about UO. I'll tell you one of the stories and it's a quick one, but I remember I was a kid. I was in some, I was at the YMCA summer camp. I went to the YMCA exclusively for summer camp for like a decade. Loved it. I'm at summer camp and I remember this kid, his name was Chance. I remember his name. That That's how much UO has made an impact. I remember a random kid's name from camp back in, you know, the day. And he's like, hey, I got this new game called Ultima Online. I'm like, you know, the hell is that? And he's like, dude, it's this game. They're, I was killing people. I was like going around and guards were chasing me. I'm like, what? And that was, by the way, that was when the guards would come after you and just chase you. They wouldn't just spawn in, by the way. And I was like, nah, like that sounds crazy. He's like, dude, he's like, I'm telling you, I, I, I've tried fishing, crafting. I'm like, man, that sounds crazy. And I remember to this day, I was in a comp USA. And that may give you perhaps a location of where I grew up. But uh, I remember seeing it. And I'm like, man, that looks really cool. And then, as a, now keep in mind, I'm a kid. I remembered, okay, so I have to buy this game. 
which I'm pretty sure it was at least 40, 50 bucks, maybe 60 back. I don't remember. But then I have to now convince my parents to put their credit card because it's a monthly payment. That was such a new radical concept that it was hard for people to understand that. Like the subscription model, period. Like now, God, I think there's a subscription for any household <laughs> consumer good. There's a, cons- a subscription to something, a box, a Amazon, whatever, right? Uh, there's something. But anyway, uh, I remember convincing her. She put her card on file and I remember logging in. I must have created a character in every shard, by the way. It was hilarious, but... I remember logging in and just being in the wilderness. And I remember killing animals, starting to try to tame stuff. It was so cool because, and this is back then, you had the manual, which was like, if I remember, it was only like 50 pages. It wasn't very long, but it gave you an outline of, of like the, you know, your skills. But that was it. There were, there was really no, no manual. And back then, there was no, oh, I'm going to Google how do I raise, you know, my dexterity or whatever that didn't exist. So you had to figure it out on your own. Um, so that was punishing in itself. But what that created was basically a, it created a sense of community where you had to rely on other people to inform you of things. Like I remember casting my first blade spirits and I was with, I, gosh, I don't remember the name of the clan or the guild. I was in the Black Knights, BG. Gosh, it was so long ago. I was in the Black Knights. I'm pretty sure that was on Sonoma. But anyway, I remember casting it and the guy was like, hey, be real careful when you cast this thing because it's going to about to tear some things up. And I remember being so in the game that I was genuinely nervous to cast this thing. I'm like, crap, man. And I remember when I cast that, it was like, hook, line, and sinker. I'm like, man, I'm in. And then it was like, oh, you need resources to cast? You need. I'm like, dude, this is next level. Like nowadays, oh, it's, you know, your, you know, mana or whatever it is. You don't need resources to actually cast stuff. <laughs> I think people forget how unforgiving UO really was. I mean, I remember just looking for, you know, nightshade on the ground in the forest, for God's sakes, because you couldn't afford to buy it from the vendor. Um, but, you know, that that's just a quick anecdote. Um, I'm going to wrap this up by saying, first of all, thank you so much to the people that did respond to me and reached out. Um, you have motivated me to start and continue... <laughs> where I left off because I do feel this is an underserved community for content. And I'm glad to see we're starting to see content being pumped out by a few people. And that's awesome. So again, guys, thank you. And please, please reach out to me um, with ideas, stuff you guys want to hear, because really I can talk for hours upon end that doesn't mean it's going to be interesting or what you guys want to hear. <laughs> so I definitely need some ideas. Help me, you know, help me basically take this to another level. I really do want to do some interviews with people. I feel like that would be kind of cool. Um, you know, relevant people today and maybe people from the past for UO. Um, I do feel there's value in that, rehashing some stuff. 
So guys, let me know. And again, thank you so much for uh, giving me the time to talk to you guys and giving me a listen. So I appreciate it, guys. Till next time.